right, welcome to the Quotes and Chokes podcast, episode 12. I'm uh, Nick Angeloni. And I'm Arut Pogosian. And our guest today is a true legend, Dwayne Ludwig, uh, two-time K1 Max finalist, world title holder in both MMA and kickboxing, uh, holder of the fastest knockout in the UFC of Jonathan Goulet, six seconds, and two-time coach of the year in World MMA Awards. Pleasure to have you, Dwayne. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. How you doing? What's new? Fucking awesome. Yeah, nice. What's new? What's new? <laughs> My day changes by the minute. So what's new? Yeah. Something new just I'll let you know happened. in 30 seconds. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I still took my phone. Are you still flying out to Cali? No, that was just helping uh, TJ train for the camp, right? When he's in camp, I'll spend half the week out there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's a lot of flying. Yeah, every week. One yeah. Week, two flights a week, right? Yeah. Nice. He looked phenomenal his last flight. He's a very... Very fascinating individual. Right? <laughs> I think he would be a champion without me. I think he got there a bit quicker and a bit sharper with me. But uh, he definitely doesn't need me. But uh, what he's able to do, and we still haven't reached his full potential. I don't think you know, anyone, ever, anyone ever reached their full potential. You come close, sure. but you might never reach it, right? Yeah, I, I, I study TJ as if he's Neo in the Matrix. He does things that other people just are not doing, and he does it very consistently. When Anderson Silva started his career in the UFC, like, he would just real fluid and like, he would dictate the rhythm and mm-hmm. lead the dance almost instantly. Lead the dance, we were just talking about. Yeah. TJ gets to that flow state quicker and is holding it for longer periods of time now, more so than ever has. And that's another area of development that we are working on. There's two areas, that's one area and one other area that I would like to explore with him other than the other areas that we're already extracting information from. But he's got two other areas that he can really gain in and that's one of them and then when he reaches that full flow state off his command as he's pretty much unstoppable now he'll really be unstoppable you're absolutely right there's not a moment that goes by where it's like you see a lapse in his judgment he's in in there the whole time it should be right so yeah. I asked my students and I reiterated that today after class is we're in here for 60 minutes I'd like to have 60 minutes of complete focus that's one of the definitions of us right is to push into endure OSU and uh, it's not just a, a cool thing to say and, and to bound the mats and do, but like, I'm dead serious with that shit. You know, when you're in here for 60 minutes, if you want to compete, motherfucker, then give me 60 minutes. 60 you know, minutes, no That's when you're holding the pads and when you're hitting the pads the whole fucking time, right? And he's a, a true statement to that test. And even our classes are an hour long, but when I train TJ, our sessions, our individual sessions are an hour and a half to, to two hours. So oh, he, like that term savage and animal, like that motherfucker is. Embodies it. He's, he's the epitome of it, for sure. I've never met a more extreme winner than TJ. I've never, I haven't either. You know, I've gotten trouble saying that before. Uh, you know, i got to be mindful of what I'm saying about people. And, and I'll say this. Oh, when I got trained, in trouble with what? Uh, when, I, 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 uh, when I used to train, I used to like, go through two, three training partners in a session. Like, you can ask people from the past. Like, I oh, I know. I was going to bring yeah. that up. I used to go. <laughs> you were notorious and, for that. Uh, <laughs> but how I, like, I was no pussy when I trained. But compared to how TJ trains, I train like a pussy, like a motherfucker. There's a lot more information and technology out here now to, I think, become better. And TJ is that. Like, he's just... He's using everything. Man, he just... I don't know. I need more of a broader vocabulary just to describe how awesome he is. Um, one thing uh, I always talk about with... Um a lot of people hit me up on Instagram and stuff like that and say like, hey, this, this is where I live and where should I train and this and that. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I always say is like, you can have coaches that may say this or may act like this or whatever, but the, the proof is always in the pudding, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, 
if a coach seems a certain way, but they're not producing anybody that's that are having the results you want, you know, are they real? Like, are, you know, are they really um, what they say they are? So with you, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? And and you know, when you were running a, a fight gym. I don't remember what exactly what your win rate was, but it was super high, right? It's funny it says, I don't, I don't know what our win rate was. I didn't even care. I didn't, they didn't focus on that. I focused on where TJ should stick his foot. I focused on where Chad should stick, have his right hand on the left hook, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, you should focus, mind your business, right? I'm yeah. Sorry not to interrupt you, but. Well, actually, I, I have a feeling that's probably going to be the answer to, to the question I was going to get to, which is kind of um, seeing that, seeing those results, uh, what what do you feel is the biggest difference? Is it, is it that, um, what makes it special, you know? Attention to detail. Okay. Being committed, right? Like truly embodying, like, like listen, pushing to endure and to get here on time, take care of your partner and improve, right? Get better, get tired. All those little, just the, the four simple rules that I ask when you guys follow. Show up on time, get better, get tired, take care of your partner. Mm-hmm. You follow those four rules, you have no choice but to get better because with our rules, our, 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 our system, I guess I should say. Can you repeat that? Show up on time. So I ask my guys to follow four simple rules. Show up on time, get better, get, better. get tired, take care of your partner. Take care of your partner. Like all those four things, they require accountability, you know? And you guys are the ones that are in the cage and in the ring fighting. It's not me. I'm helping you perform in there, right? But you have to know that it's on you. Mm-hmm. And it makes sure you have that in your brain when we start working together. It's on you to show up on time. It's on you to get better, I to get tired, take care of your partner. Those four rules, yeah, embody everything that you need, for sure. Mm-hmm. What... Um Let's kind of go back to the beginning. What got you into first in, into martial arts, and then how, when, why led to the transition into coaching full time? Well, I think every male child is fascinated by violence and martial arts and ninjas and GI Joes and yeah. Rocky Mountains and Bruce Lee and <laughs> right. yeah. Van Damme and stuff, right? Van Damme. So that shut up, Van Damme. Growing up, growing <laughs> up, <laughs> up <laughs> Van Damme. Lying to me all those years, you I'm <laughs> 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 a sidekick him through some drywall. No, but but in all honesty, though, like as a child, when you see those videos and you see those movies, you really don't know any better, and like you you believe in that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So like, that actually gave me a lot of motivation. With all my heart, I believe it. Yeah, right. And like, <laughs> like, to to push the limits, and like that's the first. That was my first, uh, I guess, like experience with like the ties and stuff, right? It was his I, actual? I have to movie. ask you: kickboxer or blood sport? Kickboxer, blood sport. Which I like one? Both of them. But we, if you had to pick one, come I don't on. have to pick one. I like both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I say uh, both for different reasons, though, right? I mean, I love the shit out of both of them, mm-hmm. but I think kickboxer for me. Tom Poe was like no other. Yeah, it was scary, right? Like shit. Remember when he was so. kicking the pole? And the plaster was falling down. <laughs> why would you do that before the fight? Why would you go in and break your brother's confidence? Oh yeah, he sabotaged him. Amazing, he's letting him know, right? Like, cause you would let him know. It's probably not a good idea. He's probably trying to save him, right? Yeah, but like, so, don't yeah. do it before the fight. You know, you got a stubborn brother that's gonna fight anyway. Yeah. Why are you gonna go in there, break the fuck with his research. head? Younger brother, right? Scared for his older brother. Yeah. Wasn't quite sure how to handle that moment. So that's on him. So that's, that's why he's. That's why he's crying. Well, so it's bad. for the. It's for the. Uh, yeah, for sure, right? Cause he, he knew it was wrong and. Uh, he fucked up. He yeah, got his brother he paralyzed. Now his brother chose to do it right. He's not gonna punk his bigger brother. Directors. Fake ass story, anyway. But <laughs> I was gonna say we are talking about a fictional <laughs> movie, right? Kid, yeah, when you're a kid, you don't really know any better, right? And if it's fun, like you know, movies are bullshit anyway. But just to sit back and get lost into the story and go along for the ride and the journey, and those rides and those journeys of those movies kind of helped led me to be here slightly. You know, I was, I truly feel like I was. 
born to teach martial arts. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be teaching martial arts. I'll tell you what, I know too much not to fucking teach. I'll say that, right? And this is what the fuck I do. Like I've dedicated my life to understanding and dissecting the latest martial arts and taking the chaos of a fight and simplify it so people can understand it, right? And then to get better at those patterns. You know, before I came in here, I, first I was thinking Master Splinter, Master Splinter. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the front desk, too, huh? Master Splinter. I, I didn't know anything about it. If the, there's uh, a level the of master, I don't think anyone ever masters anything, right? But if there's a level of, if there's another fucking master, I'm right there alongside him. I know that shit. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. You give off that vibe. You know, I see guys calling you sensei and they really mean it with their whole yeah, heart when real. they say that. All that means is in Japanese for teacher, right? Teacher. From those who've come before you. History teacher, teacher of the past, right? So teaching the positive lessons forward. But it's a big thing to be grow. a teacher. It should be, it should right. be a, a privileged, it should be an earned right, you know, to be able to share your knowledge and information. But there's, I think there's a lot, I should say a lot, there's a few trainers and teachers out there that don't know as much as I think their students think they know, but they'll learn along the way, right? Like, as we, mm. always, we all learn, so that's just, it's just how it is. Like, when I was training with Trevor Whitman, who is, I've been all over the world, and I haven't worked with a ton of trainers, but I've worked with a lot of trainers. And Trevor Whitman is by far the most detailed martial arts instructor I've ever come across. So when I first came across him, he was just a boxing boxing trainer, right? But he was able to take those his keen eye for detail, and I would tell him, you know, it's where my hands should be, this is how I should kick, and he would remind me as we went through it, right? So he grew as a martial art, as, as a kickboxing instructor, from with just you. a boxing instructor with me, right? So I helped mold him as he helped mold me. It was mm -hmm. a win-win situation yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. it should be, right? So. So you kind of explained to him like the, the kickboxing techniques, but he just applied his eye for detail and pre-existing talents to those techniques. Shout yeah. out to Trevor Whitman. By the way, his gloves, like that the level Dude, of detail yeah, he puts exactly. into training, right? his gloves are by far the best gloves. You, you don't need Anything hand reps or nothing. he does mm -hmm. is the best. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. You know, so I've learned a lot of good lessons from a lot of different people, you know. And again, Trevor Whitman is very detailed. He was very dedicated to me. You know, we've traveled the world together. We've grown together. Uh, and then, like, uh, another guy that I don't ever mention, but it's Mike Winklejohn. He's kind of under the fire right now because the Cowboys comments mm -hmm. on him. And I'll say this about Winklejohn. That motherfucker gets his, gets his guys in shape. Like, they're ready to go. He, he's no pussy. Like, when I went and trained with him for, I think, about six months, I was in shape. Like, he gets his guys ready, you know? Uh, so I feel I had mentally good, and physically mentally I would say mentally yes as well mentally and physically he breathes out the toughness of the guys and gets them in physical shape and physical shape leads to mental that's mental what toughness that's what you can make him special yeah he, the push from him mm -hmm. so he's got great push uh, I had good technical details from Trevor I felt I was already technical when I met Trevor uh, and then learning how to think and how to go after training a lot of that came from Sensei Bastrun so how to categorize and organize martial arts. The initial thought came from him. So those are the three trainers that I felt had a good... Can you kind of explain so, that? So uh, Trevor Whitman? No, no the, what oh. you were saying about how to think. Um, how to think. Yeah, yeah. How to think and organize and set things up and the psychology of the opponent. You know, I learned a lot of that from Boss. Uh, I learned actually a whole lot from Boss. I crossed paths with him when I think I was 18 and uh, I've been with him ever since. You know, he's the guy who's made the most impact on me as a martial arts instructor and a martial artist and a man was was boss, boss is yeah. the man mm. hey i like about he's 10? been there and he's done that right when he said to do something it came from fucking years experience. of experience yeah. and it wasn't just like i've done this and you better do it he gave me the information he truly felt when his heart was correct at that moment right like my my logo was the uh the crane kick right that mm -hmm. thing so and it's a play <laughs> off the karate kid yeah. but what this it's a tribute to boss as well though because i'm backstage i'm gonna fight uh shad smith and uh 
the promoter told me that he asked to fight me, so I took that shit personal. Person. So backstage, like I'm a little like I'm, a, I'm I'm gonna go fuck this guy up. I'm like, but now I'm nervous. Like I gotta go fight and yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't know how old I was at the time, 19 or 20. I don't fucking even know. But you know, I flew out to California by myself, and then I go meet Boss, and we drive down there and do that, and and. Uh, I'm nervous backstage, and Boss can see that I'm nervous, so in his eyes, he's like, I want to make Dwayne laugh. So he's like, hey, if you want to throw the guy out, you do the karate skin. And I'm like, like, ha, 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 like I don't want to be dead, but I'm thinking, like, damn, Boss, like, I'm about to go fight. Like, why is it not time to make jokes? Like, this is real advice. But that was real advice because it got me to relax. And That's what you needed. Fight, right? So fast forward to the fight now, I'm kicking the guy's ass. And I, I get my wings, like that's a, a Dutch term from boss is to get your wings and like, you know, you're, you're above your opponent and you can just punk him and do what you want. Okay. And I reached that moment. Mm. So I reached that moment, I remember boss telling me, oh, do the karate kid. So it just came to me, do you the karate it. kid, right? So that's when I first did it. And it was just to be silly to boss and pay tribute and homage to him. I'm sorry? Did it connect? I did, did I just did that, oh, right? I just did and I put that. my foot down <laughs> and the rest said, yeah, don't be doing that, right? Like, oh, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> ask, so I just did that to be silly to boss and then that's the first time I think it's ever been done in a real fight. That's and came uh, you know popular from that and then did it in the UFC <laughs> and they made it my logo so uh, but that's to jump back it was the correct piece of advice that he knew because he's been in that position so he knew how to give it to me to have me relax you know so that just comes from experience you know which I feel some other trainers don't have or might not understand the psychological effect and get me to relax you know so uh, I don't think that's something that Trevor would have told me or something that uh, Winkwichon would have told me at that moment right but uh that's, that's why I've always listened to Boss. Hey, uh, about 10 years ago, I was watching Inside MMA, and I remember, for some reason, I didn't know much about it. The first time I, like, really, I've heard your name before, but really, like, got my attention was Boss was on the show, on the Inside MMA show, and he was like, the, by far, the most talented person I've ever trained was Dwayne Lovewood. Mm. I was like, who's this Dwayne Lovewood? Mm. Like, that, if Boss is saying that, you know, he's got to be legit. And you fought the best of the best throughout your career. I didn't. I never turned people down. Like they asked me to fight somebody. I you fought Ramon sure. mm -hmm. Ramon Decker's yeah. two decisions. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean that's huge. Uh, I think you could arguably say he's one the greatest. I would kickboxer. give him the greatest kickboxer of all time, right? The diamond. Yeah. Yeah. The diamond. Yeah. yeah. Ramon what do you think made him so good? You fought his him two decisions. His mind. Yeah. Like uh, strate strategically or like mental toughness. Both. Well, I don't know how strategic and. He, he was, to be honest, I think he's more brute force. Yeah. And just his determination, right, to not take no for an answer and to, and to go beat the ties, you know? Right, right. In Thailand. Yeah. In their home. Yeah. Right? Uh, so that's huge. Do you think, because um, there's kind of, there are some guys in MMA now where they're maybe too tough for their own good, like, where it's like, there are a lot of guys who are tough, but if you lack... And see, you could be tough, too, because, like... Because you said this, it, my brain jumps around. I got to get this out while yeah. it's in there. I think it's, it'll be good because it relates to another uh, really, he's Moroccan, but trained in Holland for a while, Dutch kickboxer, but Gokansaki, mm -hmm. who's very tough, right? Mm -hmm. And is very good. One, Turkish. He's, oh, he's Turkish. Okay, he's Turkish, but he's not from us, he's, he's Turkish. But he lives in Holland, trains mm -hmm. in Holland, mm -hmm. and, and he's trained with Ramon Deckers and stuff, and this correlates with him as far as being mentally tough, like Ramon. But he did a fight, in the, his last fight in the UFC, went southpaw, which he typically isn't southpaw, and threw a leg kick right in front of the guy, Roundtree was the guy's name, and didn't set it up, looked low, swam in his hands. Mm -hmm. So what I'm getting to is he's super mentally and physically tough, but decided to neglect the laws of, of nature and the basics, right? Like if I'm, gonna, if I'm finding you, 
and I don't set it up and I telegraph the kick and I look low and, and do right in front of you and you land a punch, that's not gonna be good, right? You and you decide not to set it up. Yeah, and then go to the fundamentals. So no matter how mentally tough and spiritually tough and how good you are and where you've come from, if you neglect the basics, the basics are still there. There's still set laws in nature. If I'm in front of another grown man, like fighter that knows how to punch and I neglect the basics, it doesn't matter how tough I am, I still, still get knocked out, right? So you still have to follow the basics, right? And that's one thing our system is based off of, is setting things up. If I throw a low kick, I'm gonna be outside of you or I'm just gonna set it up, right? So have some level of commitments where you're either committed to an attack or defense before I land that kick. That's why I have higher, higher odds of landing that, right? So sorry to interrupt, that just jumps in. No, sure. I, no I mean, I that pretty much that. answers my question. Yeah, you know, it's just, I was... You need all that these answered points, the question right? I was gonna get. It's all pieces, yeah. pieces mm-hmm. yeah. And, and this relates back to TJ, man. The motherfucker's by far the most mentally and physically tough guy, but still chooses to listen and pay attention to the basics because he knows that if I'm still in front of somebody and I, and I throw a leg kick and I swim and I look at your leg and I don't pay attention to your hands and you punch me, that's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So he still has the respect of that. It's like there's like there's gravity, right? Like that's just a natural fucking law. I, I consider in martial arts those natural laws. If I kick you right in front of you without setting up, you're, you can punch me. I'm not going to let that happen. You're right? trying it's to defy two. gravity. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm still going to respect the, the basic laws of martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a exactly. mental toughness um, that, like, TJ has and Ramon has and that you had? Or well, Ramon I'm had not their level, I don't think. But, yeah. uh, well, <laughs> so do you feel like that comes from something that you implement in your training, or you, is that something else that you I'm curious come from other on that. things? If, I think about that a lot. I think about how we understand it, how, how we get information. But as far as toughness, I don't know – if you are born with a certain level of toughness and then you face adversity and then you become aware of how tough you can become or how tough you are, mm-hmm. I think that might be it. Because I don't know if you become Unlock more courageous, right? Or if you just, if you get braver or if you just become more aware of how brave, brave you, you are, are, right? I, I, don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that makes it's sense. Like, right? yeah. chicken or the That's what people ask me. It's like, oh, I, I think I can fight. Like, motherfucker, you're going to do a sparring class. Like, let me see how you're reacting. You're going to punch. Out. You look good doing pads and sparring and like, all that, well, there's no contact, no, no force against you. When you face some adversity, how do you respond? Like, that's the true test. True, right? mm-hmm. true that's test. like the thing based off of our system is with ranking. It has nothing to do with how awesome a fighter you may or may not be. It's based off how long you've been in the system and then understand the material and understand the material based on, you know, mm, Demonstrating it and then holding it, right? So that shows that you understand what's going on. It has nothing to do with your real-time actual fight. Yeah, because I just want to teach and share the system. The way you get ranked in fighting is your titles and belts. Like, that's your ranking in fighting. Ranking here is understanding the information. Yeah. It doesn't correlate with what you do outside of it. Do you think, though, like, I feel that someone could not necessarily be tough to begin with, but as long as they have the, like, the courage to go try again, the toughness can grow from there, right? Um, well, I don't know. It goes back to, I don't know if, if they can get tougher or if they just become aware of how tough they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I don't yeah. either. That got me tripping right now. I was thinking about it's kind of impossible like to know, right? Too, like information as well. It's like, because I've, I've, I've brought too much. I don't know if I brought too So, like information, like the switch cross up. Yep. Stuff that we're doing, other people are not fucking doing all over the world. Like we've de- definitely brought new stuff to the martial arts that mm-hmm. just we're not fucking doing. Yeah, just organizing it. Now, did I create that? Did it come to me? Did it want to be found? I don't know. Like where we get information, where ideas come from, right? So maybe you created, maybe they, you they, discovered they, it. Yeah, right? and in discovering it, I just disco- and I say discover, develop, master. Like that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing with you guys, right? I want to discover what you're good at. I want to develop it. 
and pursue master even though it's never obtained right? yeah definitely Hopefully we, we find excellence right that, that line but what uh, about um yeah. that kind of reminds me of something i was going to ask earlier so we, we were talking about striving to be your best um oh, and then right there you use the word excellence so a couple of weeks ago we were having a conversation with Corey Sanhagen mm -hmm. and he was talking about switching his mindset from trying to be perfect to trying to be excellent how do you feel about that because some for me I, I my goal is I'm trying to be perfect even but knowing that I won't get there I, but that's where I'm trying to go Might as well you know right. what do you feel like is the better uh, mindset to have right depends on the individual right okay and uh it depends on the individual, right? They, shit, I gotta coach people differently too. Like TJ, that motherfucker's a trained killer. I gotta help calm, keep him calm and composed. Mm -hmm. So I tell him, go kill this guy. He'll do, go try to kill him, right? Violently. It won't be as intelligent with an approach, you know? Yeah, yeah. composure a little bit. Hence the, the crease fight. I thought we were a bit wrapped up emotionally. I thought he won that fight. He got I robbed. I thought he won as well, right? But he could have won a lot easier. More decisively. With more composure, touching mm -hmm. a bit more, drawing him in, pulling him in, not chasing as much, right? So and maybe that was my fault for not connecting with him. I, I felt I was giving him, well, obviously I wasn't. I wasn't giving him the proper advice to make him cool down sooner. So I wasn't, I wasn't okay. able to connect with him, you know, whether that was my fault or his. If you want to put the blame, I'll take it. That connect with him in that moment? Uh, I'm sorry? Connect with him in that moment, you mean? Or? During to calm fight, him down. You know? Okay. Yeah. I thought the camp was good. Yeah. I thought we did leading up to the camp was good. And he did eventually kind of cool down towards the yeah. end, right? And um, started doing better. What kind of things are you, are you, is that just off the top of your head? Or what kind of things are you saying in that moment to get him calm or? Well, it's something we've already practiced a lot as well and just research. And yeah. When you fight at that level, there's already a ton of information that you can gather from the opponent from the previous fights, right? Yeah. Once at uh -huh. a lower level, you can't do it. So we had a lot of information to make judgments off of for that fight. And, you know, it, and it's not just making adjustments in the fucking fight. Like, you haven't practiced it before. Stuff you practiced all the way up to that point. Now it's yeah, time yeah. to execute it. And we just weren't executing the stuff that I thought we shouldn't have been doing as much. Okay. Right? But again, I was, I was calling for more head kicks and more things for him to touch his way in and get him out of position. Just like some jujitsu position before submission, get there, touch and create, mm -hmm. you know. And I just thought we were throwing a little hard from further away, and I want to get there and get him out of position. Yeah. Plays, right. Or sit back and catch him on the way, and you know things like this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I just should have chose different words to help calm him down. I, I failed to do that because he wasn't calm as, mm -hmm. as much as I wanted. You saying I failed? I'll you, take the accountability. You saying that? Yeah. If it's times, on me. Yeah. That's ultimate accountability, right? Like you ultimate control of the situation I feel like just it, like this fucking gym this dojo this academy you know, I open this right a lot of people help me and they're helping me right but ultimately it's the one I'm the one that has my ass on the line for this right I'll, I'll step up people need to step up more have more accountability you know just yeah. accept more roles right like, I'm gonna I'll put my ass on the line I put my house on the line to open this place so play, people can have a place to come and explore martial arts and learn and grow right so it's accepting accountability so other people can learn and grow mm -hmm. I like your mindset that martial arts is a discipline for your mind, you know? For like, life, yeah. For life. Yeah, yeah I, I think kids, uh, grown-ups, everybody needs that. Everybody, and I'm talking to myself too, right? It's a process, I still lose my fucking cool. The other day I had some guy just in construction work in front of my house and we're making a mess and I had to let them know. I could let them know a little bit different. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? like you guys you know they, they cleaned some shit down there but left a bunch of dirt on my sidewalk right and I was like 
you guys got to clean that up. So I would clean it up on Friday. It's like, no, you didn't, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you would have cleaned it out right away, right? Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the house, right? And then just, you know, go. Yeah. You're notorious so, for that. That guy didn't know. Because I'm cool, people, right? Till they act fucking stupid. Like, they, you didn't clean the fucking salad. It's so dirty, motherfucker. Look right there. Yeah. I think you just keep it real. I, I, yeah, and, but I can keep it real. I'm, I'm at a certain level where I need to keep it real at a different, like, with a different tone, maybe? Vocabulary. Do you remember okay. the Chappelle yeah. show? Vocabulary. Still dirty. Can, you, can you do it again, please, sir? Yeah. Nobody yeah. lied to me. Like, no, we did it. Like, no, you didn't, motherfucker. Look right there. It's still there. <laughs> if you're lying to me, you're, you're a motherfucker. Light, you know? I'm going to call you yeah. a motherfucker. <laughs> but people don't like to be confronted with honesty, right? And so it's just like, no, that's well, for sure. It's still dirty, sir. Can yeah. you do it again? Like, no, motherfucker. You should have did it the first time. Uh, but I think that's... Like, I'm a... I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty fucking straight edge. You know? I'm upfront and honest. I, I don't think I screw anybody over. I do what I feel is right and it's a win-win situation, right? But I keep it I real. I go by win-win too. It's time to go. It's time to go, motherfucker. Like, what's up? Like, you mm-hmm. said you're going to be on time to train. Let's fucking train. Let's get after this, right? You really want to win your fight? Keep your fucking hands up when you kick. Yeah. Get your hands there or my hands. Which ones do you want? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, your hands stuff, are mine. Right? It's up to you. You're the one in yeah. there, motherfucker, right? Like, yeah. let's, let's make, I'm, I'm in there with you, but you're the one in there. Like, you really want to do this or not? Because uh-huh. if I'm going to do something, I fucking do it, right? And if you say you're going to do something along with me, then let's get it fucking done. Fuck yeah. So, right, right. But then, and now, now that accounts too. With your, show with your actions. Yeah. I think there's, like, something that I've, um, feel like I've recently been learning is that there's you could say something that's like there's the way that you feel about this and you want to call this person a motherfucker you know but would you rather like express those feelings or would you rather kind of get the outcome that you need yeah, yeah, out of that situation more important, right? Right. Your feelings, you're getting the outcome. right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. um cool. see ya have a good day good weekend so um you know a lot of um the training that we do in here and a lot of the training that you that you're known for in your system is kind of the drilling and, and also like the, the tech sparring, patterns, drilling yeah. sparring, and things like that. Um, but I've um, you know we've all heard legend around Denver <laughs> and around the area about like kind of the hard sparring that oh, you yeah. used to do and stuff. Yeah, um, well, people didn't know any better at the time, right? Sorry, okay. No, that yeah, that, no, I was going to say what led to the di- what led to the change, you know. And also, do back. you still recommend some hard sparring? Yeah, hundred percent. At least yeah. once a week, you have to experience that. I have to be dead fucking tired. And then know that you're trying to hit me full force. Yeah. And deal with that when I'm dead tired. That okay. has to happen because that's going to happen in the fight and you got to deal with that shit, yeah. right? So, one of the rules, right? You better get tired. Get, get tired, tired, motherfucker. Yeah. What's up? Mm-hmm. And, like, when we have sparring, you know, we routinely say, we're not here to see who's better, we're here to get better. So, keep that in mind, right? And mm-hmm. The better I get, the better you get, and, and so on, you know? Yeah. And if I keep check cooking you on the cross, then I'm not, you know, I'm going to tell you that, like, look, I keep checking with that motherfucker, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that it won't be as easy for me to land that. Now I have to get more creative to land that, you know, things right, like that. Right, so right. It's a Bringing You're my- making a mistake, I'm capitalizing on it. I want to make it harder for me now because it's too easy. This is why I'm catching you, so change that shit up. So Bringing your partner up makes you yeah. better. it's a win-win. Yeah. And then now, this is one thing, too, going back to hard sparring. Let's say I'm a I'm an A-level guy. And you're a B level guy, and we mm-hmm. spar, and I uh, and I spar you on my A level, and you're sparring at your B level, but that's your full potential right now, and I'm sparring my full potential. And I start whipping your ass. You're probably not gonna start sparring on the B level. You're probably gonna start jump down to C, C level because you're getting your ass whipped. It's like you know, you take a black belt, you pound them, you turn into a brown belt, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Same scenario. So if you're a high level guy and you're going somewhere who's not on your level yet, work on his level to help him out, help him grow a little bit. Because if you beat his ass. He's gonna operate on a lower level. Now, how much work are you getting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not much, you know. Right. So, hard sparring now it should be done with people that you can do it with as well. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If someone who's fast and more technical, do hard sparring but fast and technical. Yeah. Unless you want to 
corral him and beat his ass. Like sometimes you got to be the motherfucker's ass like, too. Like, <laughs> no, and, and it's not letting that motherfucker know, but the motherfucker you let, let know is you. Like you have to, you're trying to figure shit out, right? Yeah. So yeah, let's figure it out. That's uh, I remember one time you were telling me a story. I kind of forget the context, but um, you were saying that the coroner was saying. I'm talking about your opponent's corner talking about you saying oh he's tired oh and yeah you're like yeah. you're right I'm tired yeah, but I've right. you know okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was when I fought Amir Sadala in his corner Marco, Marco a good trainer in Holland who I went and trained with after that actually oh, okay but during the fight I was tired though too yeah. I, was, I was fucking tired and I heard his corner say he's tired he's tired and we're thinking you're right, motherfucker. I am tired. And remember, I dug my foot in the my feet in the castle. Like, come on, motherfucker. I'm tired. Just come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's out. find out how yeah. tired. Yeah. yeah. I can fight tired because I've been here and I've done that, tired. motherfucker. Have you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's right. find out mm-hmm. right now. That was something that 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 really. Um, affected my training because sometimes I'll come in here and I won that shit by the way. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'll come in here and like my goal is just like, like you know, each practice I try to have a goal. And sometimes I come in here and I'm like, let's get tired. Like yeah. today's the day. Let's just get as tired as I can be without sacrificing. Thank you. Good technique. technique yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's that's big, and that kind of goes into developing or discovering that mental toughness. Yeah. Yeah. You know? exactly. if, if you've been there before and you and you push through it, when you comes time when you need to push through it, you're like, okay, I know what this is like. And see, now that you know what it's like, you know, and that goes back to the teacher, a sensei, history teacher. You know what it's like, so they can share it with your other fighters. Yeah. Like, I know you're tired, and your arms are fucking heavy, but you still have to go. Yeah. You have to, you have to fucking history. You live a space, deep breath, shadow box a bit, don't let him know you're tired. Get mm-hmm. your breath right. And yeah. Corral him so you're not chasing him. Grab that motherfucker, spin him down, your arms tired, just lay on him a little bit. You know, like Take a little break when you can. Yeah, yeah. Be smart about it, right? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. tired, could be the pussy, could throw in your arms. You're fucking tired. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. So this is actually a question that I've... <laughs> Good. Uh, this is actually a question that I, I mean, ask you for my own personal uh, information, so we might as well just share it with everybody. Um... There's a, you know, you reach a point in camp where you're, you know, towards the end where you're peaking and you're feeling great, you know, and you still want to push that pace. And sometimes I'll get to a point where I feel like, all right, I'm in good enough shape now to where if I, if I'm really pushing the pace to tire myself out, I'm kind of going at a pace that's bordering like frantic. Like I wouldn't, I don't, I don't fight that way. You know what I mean? So would that be a point where like, okay, well, I'll you're in good shape. Ways, though, I've too, never right? been in that type of shape. We're, you and I are different, though. <laughs> you and I are different. <laughs> you know, wanting to get, keep that pace to like, get more tired and so on. And you, what, is your, what are your actions to get more tired? Just faster punches? Yeah, I guess just going punches? harder and, and, and having less busyness, longer combinations, hitting harder, hitting That's faster. Fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can get tired of shooting more singles, more doubles, or wrestling, and grappling, okay. other aspects as well. Working right? like a different energy system yeah. and different things you're not used to. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Um, did you have one more? I have yeah. a finishing, a concluding question. Uh, for you. Yeah, Nick has told me many times how great you are at breaking down fights and creating a game plan for the fight. So what's the number one thing that you look for for like those that are trying to be able to get good at that? There's a combination. Yeah. So It's a combination of things. It's like when you cross the street, where do you look? Where do you left, look? right. Left. What if you're in Japan? Uh, right, left. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do research, right? Yeah. Know where to look and what to look for, right? So it depends on who we're watching as well, okay. right? If we're in a cage or a ring and stylistically what he has and what he's bringing to the table. And, and I don't want to necessarily adapt my style for my opponent. But if I'm good at 10 things and five of those 10 things would be good against this guy, I'm gonna focus on those five things, right? So I'm focusing still on what I should be doing 
to counter him, right? But initially, it's me. It's me, right? Because you could control yourself. Yeah, and that's just, you know, going back to, I've been telling people quite a bit lately, I need to make a shirt of this, but it's mind your business. Mind your business. (laughs) I like it. I always wonder, what's he doing? Does he do this? Does he do that? I don't give a fuck, right? You have to be aware of what the potential danger may be. But don't overly dwell on what they're doing. Focus on yourself, right? Because the fight's not set until the bell rings. Uh, yeah. like another. I've had plenty of fights that changed. You know, we should, again. TJ, his first title defense against Burrell, the the day was the day of weigh-ins. Burrell pulled out. He slipped and mm-hmm. bumped his head, right? So. Oh yeah, that's right. Camp, that's right. We were mm-hmm. training for another fight against Burrell, and the day of weigh-ins is switched, right? So. Fought Soto, right? You fought that newcomer, right? Soto, right? Just Soto. Yeah, yeah. 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 Broke his so what we do? We watch a much more tape, regain plan, we do the same thing we've been doing. Attacking yeah. TJ's potential, getting him better, make these guys adjust to us. That's exactly how I feel about yeah. it. There's just too much, too many variables to focus on the other guy. What if he does this? What if he yeah. Does that? Okay. That's not realistic. You can do about it. Regardless. Yeah. And, and ultimately, right? Like if if you're practicing good technique, it's good technique across the board. Yeah. And now, so now technique. I, I'm big on technique and fluidity and coordination, right? But ultimately, it comes down to timing, distance, and accuracy, right? Uh-huh. So, but better and cleaner you are, the safer it is. Timing, distance, and accuracy ultimately comes down to that. Mm -hmm. So that's good timing. Should be quote. Timing is like, develop the timing. Timing is kind of a broad term because now you have to have the time, you have to understand the distance, right? Then the accuracy of it. They're all connected. Distance kind of changes the timing, right? Now how do you develop that? If I'm gonna, now your goal is to counter my overhand and I'm gonna throw this as hard and fast as I can how calm are you going to be to counter my overhand? Mm-hmm. Probably not real calm. Mm-hmm. But if I say I'm going to throw this slow and let you be successful and then build it up from there, mm-hmm. then you'll be more wired how to properly and you react. you got to build right? it up. In the practice yeah, room. so that comes like the, the routines and the drills mm-hmm. and then those into sparring drills and then into sparring and then into the fight. It's a ladder process, which that thought wasn't around when I was training. I'll say that. It was pads, sparring. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's so it, there's huh? a lot of gray areas in between there. I think there. drilling is huge. I think Yeah, drilling but could now go- what do you drill? What are you gonna use? What are you gonna use? Like, well, what should you use? What should you do? I mean, that, you, go, go tying that back in the game plan, right? It comes you, the research. Yeah. It comes to the hundred plus fights that I have. You know, that's one thing too that our students have, which Tyson had with Custom Auto. Custom Auto had a whole bunch of film, and they've watched and studied a bunch of film. Mm-hmm. So you get to sit there and, and watch fights all the time, and people don't understand how important that is with the mirror neurons to see people fight and react and you can and they don't even know what the fuck they're doing because they're not watching their own fights or what to look for right you say mirror neurons mirror neurons can you uh, watch something and then duplicate that okay yeah you can mirror that you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's why people can become better it's why I sucked in school I was a teacher (laughs) telling me some shit like I'm a visual learner yeah I need to see what the fuck's going on Mm -hmm. I do better at that anyway right yeah yeah so that's what helps like say martial arts you can do this you can do it like this okay okay I can see it and then some people only have to, might have to actually uh, physically move their arm for them and you know, touch their shoulder and let them mm-hmm. them get it down yeah There's different ways to learn and then some people are more might respond more vocabulary by telling them extend it further so the type of style learner you are different ways to teach people yeah yeah so 100% that's, that's important and going back to why I feel our students get better at a faster rate too is from the drilling and not drilling properly so, you know off of all the fights I've watched all my over 100 plus fights and all the fights I've cornered as well and as long as I've been doing it I've been doing this since I was 8 so for 32 mm. years that's a long time I've dedicated my life to martial arts and tracking out the common responses because people in a lot of fights people do a lot of the same things you know like in you know if, they're, if it involves boxing, the rice and beans of yeah, fighting like, there's there's because I could say the, like, there's, mm. the, there's the jab 
because the jab cross is double jab, right? It was a cross. Like those four combinations or punches are routine. Routine. Now learn how to Everybody do those, does how it. to counter those, right? What else is there? What's another as far as kickboxing? What's a very, very common reaction, uh, combination of kickboxing? Uh, three leg kick. Yeah. Three hook hook, hook. Yeah. hook, hook. Yeah. yeah. Hook. So let's master that. How about this master dealing with that, right? Okay, what else? Okay, here goes the questions. Right? I think the same way. Yeah. What so are the most common I mapped things? I mapped this out for the last 10 years. Like mapping it out, drawing it down. Those requirements there on the paper, like there's a lot in those that people don't really understand. Like TJ's last fight, I keep referring to TJ because he's my main pupil, but you know, I ask my guys and like our drills are based off of the common reactions, you know? I ask my guys, head in motion, why are you throwing? So we engaged Cody in the last fight to throw an overhand and then he got his head off the center line, you know? He threw and three on the road? It's not a thought, it's just habit. Doom, doom, and he got his head outside. Yeah. So just common responses where it's not a thought, but yeah, instant reaction because we commonly, we commonly practice this. I think there's a... Um... Thank you, Coach Ham. There's like a point where, um, you know, we'll learn combinations in here and we're drilling certain combinations. And then I used to kind of try to be like, okay, I, I got to hit these combinations and it doesn't happen. Right. But then I would notice after I had been training with you for a longer period of time, there would just be a point where after throwing a low kick, we're, we're coming back with hands, right. And, or going head, body, body, head. After drilling that so many times, eventually it just came out. And I was like, oh, I did that. And I didn't think about it. I just, I've done it a thousand times. Right. Yeah, yeah. It became automatic. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Your thinking takes too long in the fight, right? You have to instantly respond. Yeah. You and Christian Allen. Um, Christian Allen, that motherfucker's a ninja. Dude, he is, he is You guys very think good. very yeah, much alike. Yeah, we came like, together. You know, we, he, came he up and together, I right? the guy who came up together, holding pads for each other for, for many years. That mm. motherfucker is very good, and I don't think he gets any credit. Like, that motherfucker is very good. I think he's getting he, credit. He's understated. He's yeah. definitely yeah. could get yeah, more he's credit. He's fucking awesome. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much. Yeah. He, he's kind of like a, I feel like he's, if you don't know him, he, he doesn't talk a lot. Does no. He doesn't talk about himself a lot, and so he kind of he flies under the radar. I talk about myself all the fucking time. <laughs> you got to yeah. mark it, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's just personal experience and stories. Like, I have... Over share that fights, so what the fuck I do you know mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. trying to be quiet I'm trying to share my information I'm trying to help people become better right? right I'll get on the mic I'll do these interviews I'll tell people with you. I'll make free videos because oh, yeah. I'm the fucking expert like, yeah. you know like who's going to share the proper information me motherfucker I'll step up and do it yeah. I'll rent this building for people to come and learn and grow and get better because that's my that's my that's my my gift in life is, is teaching and sharing and breaking down martial arts right breaking down teaching and sharing right now my purpose is to share it give it away so I heard a quote recently. Um, I, I don't even remember where I heard it. Um, I'm not but, scared of criticism or anything, right? I'll fucking let a motherfucker know. Like, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Some people say I'm the best. I'm doing my best. Mm -hmm, people yeah. need to do their fucking best. That's exactly what fucking. That's all you can do, right? Um, that's my motto. Yeah. Be the best that you can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To an extent, we're still enjoying life, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I got a family now as well. Things slightly change, but I do what I do what the fuck I need to do. That's for sure. I heard a quote that kind of ties into what you were saying when you were saying like you've got the experience, you've got to share it. Um, yeah, right. And it, it's like if um, like leadership is got to be done by men who have the experience, and because if they don't, somebody else is going to do it. I hope so. Right, but it, but it's going to be done by people who don't have the experience. Yeah, but you know they don't so get it's kind of along the way as well, right? So like that's a, that's one of the things too, which related back to my story with Trevor Whitman, him being a really good boxing coach, and really understand kickboxing mm -hmm. until. He understood it more when we got together, right? And then he had the open mind too. No, no, you listen, you do this. And he's like, oh, okay. So he listened and grew. Right, right, right. So, and that's one thing too, like with Boss, like he listened and grew along with me. And I do that with, with TJ. Like, how are you feeling? Does combo feel good? Does drill feel good? What would you change? You want to change something up? 
and it's a constant dialogue of back and forth, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that has to happen as well. It's not like, you fuck, I know my shit, you listen to me. No, no, no. Like, I'm going to listen to you and help extract your potential. Mm-hmm. Give and take. Yeah, so we're running close to our time cap, so I got one more thing that I've actually always wanted to ask you, and I always forget, and then we'll, we'll wrap yeah, it up here. Sure. Um, so there was a video on YouTube of, I think you're fighting for King of the Cage, and um, it was one of the fights where you did the, the crane position, okay, and uh, you uh, won the fight, and afterwards you just took your shorts off. Oh, yeah. I had, uh, <laughs> so I had uh, my shorts. I had a little boss on the shorts, right, to be to pay tribute to boss, to be nice, right? And I uh-huh. remember my first King of the Cage fight, and then that fight was my second fight. And I had those shorts on, but then I had a sponsor. And I wore the sponsor shorts over those shorts. Oh, okay. So now after I fight, I might I get the fights over, take those fuckers off, and I want to get boss some love. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that video a few times. We're like, what? What is yeah, going on? Yeah, I guess no one's really afraid of that hoe. Anyway, so uh, let's, we'll kind of wrap it up here. And do uh, you have any final points, anybody? Man, there's actually a lot of things I want to ask, but we'll do it again yeah, we do sometime. Again, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so how can people how can people find information on your school, online, or uh, social media, all that stuff? Uh, what do I have? Uh, Bangwintai.com. Like, that's the website. They're all linked together for the academy. Okay. Say, so, Greg. How can people uh, follow you on social media? Uh, what do I have? Don't fucking just don't contact me. I got enough shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is my? Uh, I know uh, what it is. You want me to Rain say? Bang <laughs> yeah, they. Okay. Wayne Bancom. Wayne Bancom is my thing. On Instagram. Right. On Instagram, yeah. Nice. And then uh, if you want to uh, subscribe to the podcast, we're on iTunes and. Chokes and quotes. Quotes, quotes and chokes. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And then the uh, so we're on. What are we on for Android now? I always forget. Spotify. We're on Spotify and iTunes. And then now, uh, this will be our first episode on YouTube, so subscribe on YouTube, and then um, uh, iTunes or Spotify. You can follow the podcast on social media, uh, at Quotes and Chokes on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at NickAngeloni155, and uh, it's the Italian Stallion, I think it's just the Italian Stallion on Facebook. And you can follow me on Prime underscore Time 9999 on Instagram. That's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Can I say one more thing? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, You get please. to choose how you feel. Might as well feel like you're fucking awesome. Nice. Boss. Ended on a high.